shepherds were thinking, though? First, the one angel. I mean, that's enough to spook them. Then all of a sudden, there's a heavenly host of them <laughs> that are just singing and praising. It's like, wow. They had to go see what was going on. Yeah. And so they followed it. They followed the star. They went and, and turned up. They saw the Christ child because it says they were nearby. They, they were like, was it something I ate? <laughs> yeah. or what, what was that? <laughs> Live your life with purpose. Change someone's life for the better and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Dan, Brian, and Terry are ready, so let's get started. What comes to mind when you hear the word angels? Do you think of a small winged cherub-like creature sitting on a cloud playing a harp? Or do you think of a large winged warrior? Well, there's lots of images, there's lots of differing opinions, And today we're going to explore what the Bible says about angels on Finish Strong, the truth about angels. I'm Dan Wheeler. I'm joined by Terry Steen and Brian Rowland, and we have a lot to talk about. Uh, You know, we don't claim to have all the answers, guys, but Mm -hmm. we can do the research of Scripture. And Brian, first of all, who are angels? I think that's a great question. It's not the California angels, I know that. Yeah. I thought thought baseball first thing when you said, who are angels? You know, what are angels? But angels are spiritual beings created by God. That's really it in a nutshell. And over in Hebrews, uh, the the Apostle Paul has been attributed to writing Hebrews. And he, he writes in Hebrews 1, 13 and 14, to which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So in a nutshell, like I said, angels are spiritual beings that are created by God, and they're created by God to serve Him. Yes, and we've seen that throughout Scripture. You know, the angels ministered to Jesus when He was in the wilderness and when He uh, was being tempted by Satan. But uh, right there, you see that, you know, they are created beings. But Terry, are they like humans? Well, Dan, it's so interesting because if I remember right, the other day we were having a little discussion on the difference between humans and angels. And and one of you said, well, do they have a will? We have a will. Do angels have a will? And we're thinking, ah, maybe they don't have a will. But... What did we come up with? It was like, well, angels had a choice yep. whether they wanted to go with Satan or they wanted to stay with God. So apparently they have a will also. So that was kind of an interesting discussion. But uh, the reality is we can't be angels. Angels can't be us, right? Yeah. So right. in my discussion or in my research, here's what I found out that right now, we're a little bit below the angels as humans. So I found in Hebrews, the second chapter, verse seven through nine, it says, you made him, he was talking about what is man that you're mindful of him. And it says, you made him a little lower than the angels and you put all things in subjection under his feet. So basically right now we're a little bit under the angels. We're below the angels. But the other extreme of that is found in 1 Corinthians uh, 6, the third verse, where it says that eventually we will be judging angels. So basically, when we leave this body, 
and receive our new body, then we will be more or less in charge or judging the angels. So there's a quite a span of time there. And uh, so right now we're a little below. Eventually we're going to be judging them. So I've got a feeling there's a spectrum between there where there's some pretty good people that are close to being angels, you know, like my wife, she's like <laughs> almost an angel. Yes, we know that. <laughs> and then there's some that are almost down to the devil range. So I, I guess it covers everything. So. <laughs> well, you know, I like what you said that angels don't become humans and humans don't become angels. There's a lot of misconceptions and I've heard people say, oh, you know, now that my mom has passed, I know she's watching over me and I talk to her every night and, you know, they don't become angels. They're right. They're with, with, with God. If they know the Lord is their savior, they're in heaven, but they're not angels. So that's, that's a good point. Um, there's several types of angels we read about in scripture. The first is found in Genesis 3, 24. And this was after uh, Adam and Eve had sinned, and the Lord drove them out of the garden. It says, after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. So here's an example of angels whose main uh, job is to guard, to protect. Yeah. And then there are we read about seraphim in scripture. You know, we read about them in Revelation who worship uh, God all day and all night long. And they are equally as important. And then, um, Brian, you did some research and I know you found out about the the archangels, that there is a bit of a hierarchy <laughs> because, it, you know, Michael was a, a, an archangel. Right. And... Um, I'm going to look at Jude here. Jude is only one chapter. And in verse 9, it says, But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare to bring a slanderous accusation against him, but said, The Lord rebuke you. So here we're talking about the archangel Michael disputing with Satan about the body of Moses. It's fascinating. There are warring angels and this was an eye opener to me uh reading second kings let's see 19 verse 35 listen to this it says that night the angel of the lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the assyrian camp wow now that's a warring angel you know there's Remember the death angel that passed through Egypt. Mm -hmm. And if the, the blood wasn't on the doorpost, you know, he was uh, causing destruction. Um, and then there's fallen angels. And, and Terry, you alluded to that when you said they had a choice. You know, Lucifer was placing himself above Christ and above yeah. God and saying, I'm going to be even higher. And mm -hmm. he was the fairest of the angels, the most beautiful. But it said, you know, God cast him out and like he took a third of the angels with him. And and those fallen angels, then I guess, are, are demons. So interesting that there's only a certain amount of angels that get called by name in Scripture. Hmm. So you got to wonder if the others aren't a little bit jealous that they didn't get their names in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was when I was thinking about 
you know, demons and, and fallen angels and, you know, how far Satan fell. I was thinking that so many people, so many Christians almost ascribe too much power to Satan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you read in Isaiah chapter 14, that's where the story of Lucifer falling from heaven, that he was the morning star, the son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. Now, check this out. Over in verse 16, this is when Satan's going to be exposed at the end, when, when God totally destroys him and throws him like a fire. It says, those who see you stare at you. They ponder your fate. They say, is this the man who shook the <laughs> earth and made kingdoms tremble? The man who made the world a desert, who overthrew its cities, it would not let his captives go. This is the man. And I think we're going to be amazed compared to Christ. He is going yeah. to seem puny and weak and small. And we have to claim authority. Yeah, over totally agree. Now, there is power. He has power. In fact, you mentioned that when you talked about uh, Michael, who wouldn't even uh talk disparaging to Satan himself. He said in the name of the Lord, he, right. he used the Lord's authority because that's where the true power mm-hmm. is in overcoming Satan. Yeah. Now, Brian, uh, you know, angels do a lot of different things in scripture. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, they do. Um, I would think that one thing I could say that angels are for sure messengers. They're God's messengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they serve him. And when he has a message, wants to get out, they they deliver it. And they make major announcements is one of the things. Uh, um, We read in Luke uh, chapter 1 where God sent the angel Gabriel to visit Mary and tell her that she was going to have a baby. Yeah, so there's one of the angels that was mentioned by name, right? right, Gabriel. Right. Gabriel's one that's mentioned, the other Michael. Mm -hmm. And and then over in Luke uh, 2, there were the shepherds when they were in the fields, it says... Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. The angels came to them and told them that. And they said, after the angels had told the the shepherds that, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So again, there was he was giving an announcement that uh, something great was happening. So this it was again was a messenger of God. Um, can you can you imagine that night? I mean, the skies lighting up, the shepherds seeing these incredible mm. heavenly beings with this major. No- I mean, I I think about that a lot, mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting. They appeared to shepherds, you know, the most common of of people. I but, love it. Uh, yeah, that's that's a major major announcement by many angels, right? <laughs> can you imagine what the shepherds were thinking though? First, the one angel. I mean, that's enough to spook them. Then all of a sudden, there's a heavenly host of them (laughs) that are are just singing and praising. It's like, wow. They had to go see what was going on. Yeah. So they followed it. They followed the star. They went and and turned up. They saw the Christ child because it's They were like, was it something I ate or what what was that? (laughs) No, I think they were pretty much in awe. Yeah. I think they were too. Mm. But then, of course, giving another announcement was over in Genesis 18.10. It says that um, Abraham and, and Sarah were of old age, so there was no way they were in, in childbearing age. But some angels visited Abraham, but they appeared as men. And yeah. what I thought was interesting about it, when I was reading it, it says one of the angels was Jesus. So this is, I thought this was great. And Jesus 
said to them, I will surely return to you about this same time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. So he gave them that announcement. Well, of course, they didn't think that was possible, but a year later, Sarah, she produced a son. (laughs) So that was another announcement that um, an angel was making and delivering the message from God. But he sent his son to do that too, sent Jesus to give that message, what I thought was interesting. And it's interesting that apparently they can change their form Mm -hmm. because they appeared as a man. Yeah, yeah, that's what was interesting to me. Well, they appear as a man here. They see him appearing um, in other ways too, like in uh, in a a warning over in Matthew 2.12, Joseph got a warning in a dream. He had a dream and an angel appeared to him and says, get up. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child and we're going to kill him. So the angels appear in different different ways. So we see him as appearing as a man. We see them appearing in dreams. Uh, we see that they've appeared just as angels, as a heavenly hosts as they came down. So there's different yep. ways that they appear. In that, and that I, I'm sure there's different ways that they even interact that, we don't, that we're not even aware of. Um, one I thought was really great, though, is over in Matthew 28 to 5. Uh, this is after Christ and the crucifixion, and he's in the grave for three days. And of course, they set a Roman soldier up there so the disciples couldn't steal the body and all. There was all that they were worried about. I think God did this just, just for the, the, those, uh, the soldiers' sake. <laughs> it says, There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. I love that. He just sat on it, but he rolled that thing back. Now, Christ could have walked through there. He could have commanded angels. He could have rolled it back himself, but God sent this angel down and said the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Well, I would think so. (laughs) I would do the same. And of course, he waited there until the women came in the morning. Uh, They were going to treat the body in that. And and he told them, don't be afraid. You're looking for Jesus. He's not here. He is risen, which is great. But God's uh, angels are definitely God's messengers. And um, yes. Ter- Terry, yes. what else would you say they do? Well, do you guys think you have a guardian angel? Hmm. I, d- I do. I think so. I, d- I felt that I have, and I'll talk about that later in the, mm-hmm. the program, an experience yeah. that I had. It's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the things they do is they protect. I love Psalm 91. My wife and I read it 99% of the time we take a trip, before we go, we read that. And down in the 11th, uh, the 10th verse, it says, No evil shall befall you, no should any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. That is one of the most comforting and powerful scriptures we could ever have. When you're talking about angels, having that uh, being surrounded by the angels when yeah. we need them. It's yes. such a neat a thought. It really is. You know, another thing is that they carry out judgments. You know, they're up there waiting for their assignment too, just like we're down here waiting for our assignment. The angels have their assignments. And I was thinking about uh, if I can find it, and I know it's in the Old Testament, but I know it was talked about in Acts 12, But there was a time when Herod was um, being worshipped by all of his constituents. And rather than push that back to God, he took all that. He was so prideful, he took all that worship on himself. Because they were saying it's the voice of a God and not a man. And And it tells us in Acts that 
immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he didn't give the glory to God and he died. So there's many acts that uh, the angels come down to help bring judgment. And then another thing would be just to praise and worship. And there are so many verses that talk about that. But you know that everything God made was intended to worship him. The angels are no different. The Bible tells us um, in Revelations, the fifth chapter, I looked, I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. It says there were 10,000 times 10,000s and thousands of thousands of them. So many of these angels that were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Can you imagine one day we're going to be up there to be a part of that with the angels shouting those same things of praise and worship to God? going to be incredible. It's fascinating when you see all the things angels do in scripture. Of course, I, I referred to this one in Matthew 4, 11 about the angels ministering to Jesus. After uh, he had been fasting, you know, Satan appeared to him and tried to take advantage of his weakened state and was tempting him and, and asking him to bow down and worship him. And Jesus kept battling him with the scripture, with the word. And it says uh, there that then the devil left him and angels came and attended to him. And yeah. in the King, I'm reading in the New International Version, the King James, it says they ministered to him, ministering angels. And then comfort, uh, Luke 22:43. Now, guys, I don't know how I ever missed this all the times I've read the Bible. But do you realize when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, an angel came to him and gave him strength? Mm -hmm. In in Mm. verse 42, he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. And then it says, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Right there. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jesus, you know, depended on angels as well. Yes, Terry. That is so neat because everyone else left him. All his disciples were sleeping. Mm -hmm. He had no one else to draw a source of strength from. And when that happens, God sends whatever we need. Yeah. You know, those disciples reminded me of you the night before a test when we try to study and you'd be asleep in about 15 minutes. <laughs> well, no, and then, really, what, that, John that wasn't. I was just going to say, that wasn't that pop midterm, was it? Yeah, that we, <laughs> we had a guy named John Cox who came and said, I had a pop midterm today. Of course, he had no idea. He, yeah, it's f- midterm week. and he, <laughs> The fact that he hadn't been to class the whole midterm. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, pop midterm. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if angels will help you in that situation. But uh, then in Revelation 20, 1 through 3, we read about uh, warring angels. Boy, we've got a lot to get to. I'll read this quickly. Uh, Revelation 20, 1 through 3. And I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil or Satan and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss, locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended. After that, 
he must be free for a short time. So, Brian, uh, we've seen all of these things. Do angels appear at certain times in Scripture? Um, I, you know, I don't think we can actually know when they're going to appear. Uh, we, we never did. We never seen that from, from anything we've read. But we do know that, again, they make major announcements and, and definitely in critical times, they let us know. And angels um, often appear to aid and minister and deliver messages, mostly from what I'm reading. And when they appear, though, I've noticed that their actions always glorify God. They always are there to accomplish God's will. So I think that is when, when they do appear is when they're doing that. Yeah. Terry, are they omnipresent like God? You know, they're not. They're not like God by any means. In fact, if you go to Daniel, the 10th chapter, it tells how Daniel was actually praying for a word. He wanted a prophetic word for something. And it took 21 days. And it tells us where Michael came to him and he apologized because he said, hey, I've been fighting a demon for 21 days. I was trying to get to you, but I couldn't. So that was just one angel that couldn't immediately be where he was. So it took him time to fight that battle and then get to him to tell him the word that was supposed to be told to him. So I think maybe we should keep that in mind as well for our own lives. When we don't hear the answer to something immediately, that does not mean that God has not dispatched the answer for us, whether it's through an angel or the Holy Spirit. So we've talked about, and I'm going to move quickly through this, why they exist. They exist to carry out God's plans. Uh, they protect, they fight battles, they minister. God created them at some point. But Brian, here yep. is something that is so important because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't understand this. Are we to worship angels? You know, I, I was researching this and looking at it, and I found a letter um, or that uh, Billy Graham wrote. And he was answering a lady who was asking that question. And I'm going to read. He said, the Bible clearly teaches that angels are real and they constantly work in the unseen ways on behalf of God's children. The Bible says, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? But the Bible also clearly teaches that we aren't to worship angels or to pray to them. After God used an angel to reveal the apostle John, what was going on to happen in the future, this over in Revelation, John's first reaction was to fall down and worship the angel. The angel, however, immediately rebuked him, and he said, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers, the prophets. Worship God. So why shouldn't we worship angels? Well, the main reason is because only God is worthy of our worship. Amen. Boy, that's great. I'm glad you found that letter. You know, people, I think, just want to, they're so taken with the supernatural. And so, but we're not to pray to angels. We're not to worship angels. But I believe it's okay to ask God to place his angels around us for protection. Mm-hmm. I often, on an airplane, as it's taken off, I say, Lord, please put your angels around this plane, keep the plane operating uh, safely, help the pilots, and deliver us to our destination. So I think, you know, I mean, angels are at God's disposal. Right. But that's not praying to angels. Right. Have you had personal experiences with angels? I, I, I know that I have. Brian, you remember when we worked in Chicago, there were one-way streets, but the bus lane would come the opposite way. And one day I was walking into work. I had a lot on my mind about some documentary I was working on, and I wasn't even thinking, and I went to push off. I was walking one way, and I went to push off to go left to cross the street because I didn't see any cars come this way. 
and something stopped me. I mean, I had pushed with my leg. I was in motion. Something stopped me, a force, and a bus went right by me. I would have been killed. I fell Mm. to my knees right there because I felt like God had protected me with that angel. And then when Beth was dying, my friend John, who brought Brian from the airport that night, uh, saw something. He was acting weird. Brian and I both noticed it because he had been real talkative on the way from the airport with Brian. And then he, he said the next day he needed to talk to me. He said he saw a being and he described this being as eight to 10 feet tall, sparkling so bright he couldn't even look at it. It hurt mm. his eyes. He looked away looked back. And as I was talking, he said it appeared again right over me and he couldn't even see again. And he knows he I said, John, what do you think it was? He goes, I'm not a spiritual guy. I'm not a religious guy, but I think it was an angel. And I Hmm. said, John, I know it was, uh, because they're all around here when Beth was getting ready to, to go to heaven. But Brian, you and I didn't see it. No, we didn't. We missed it on that one. (laughs) That spiritual realm that angels travel in and live in is so different than ours. It's just Mm -hmm. such an interesting thing. When we get up there, it's going to be so fun to learn the reality of all this spiritual world that we can only garner from God's word to a certain point. And one question out there, what are we going to be judging them for? Are they are they not doing their jobs right? I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. Well, we are at the end of another podcast. Boy, time flies. But I think this is a real important study on angels. And and as Terry said, they move in the spirit world, but sometimes people seem to get glimpses into that yeah. world. And you want to be sure and join us on our next podcast because we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. Boy, is there a lot of it going on right now, Uh, things behind the scenes, and you have to understand it. Um, Boy, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We'll see you next time. And And remember, finish strong, keeping your eyes on God, not on angels, not on demons. Keep your eyes on God and on His Son, Jesus Christ. God bless. We'll see you next time for another edition of Finish Strong. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.